and we back. Today I'll have another guest. His name's Kagan, one of my one of my good friends, especially uh, when it comes to sports. We talk about pretty much everything sports related. We're in some fantasy leagues together. Um, he's not a he's he's definitely a LeBroner. He's a witness. Um, he he believes LeBron is as great as Jordan. Uh, he's also a Atlanta Braves fan, a Falcons fan. Um, so he's gonna come through and give me a piece of his mind. Let me know where his head is, and based on the off season the Braves had and the Cavaliers' woes. What's up, Tay? Hey, what's up, Kagan? How you doing today? Doing pretty good, man. So let's get right into it. Uh, first, we're gonna talk about the Cavs. Um, so, what do you think their biggest problem is? Uh, really, really, right now, I, I think defense has been a struggle for them. Uh, even before, even before Love went out, you know, I felt like defense has been a been a big deal. You know, I think they uh, they're seven. I think seven and fourteen since December nineteenth, something along those lines, give or take a few. Uh, and you know they're struggling bad with turnovers and defense. I think they really just need to get back to the fundamentals and learn to play some defense. So defensively, is it an effort thing, a willingness to play defense, or is it they just can't play because of their age or their skill set? Uh, I think I think a lot of that all keys in. Um, I think skill set is not a factor. I think they can match up well with most teams. Um, you know they have big presence. Uh, I think problem is, is really willingness. Uh, you know, I think um, I, I can't I can't exactly remember what game it was, but uh, it, was, it was a pretty close one, and, and the team had a had a chance at the end to make a shot. And you know, they put LeBron one on one matchup, and, and you know, they play good defense when they want to. They I just feel like they don't want to. Um, you know, I don't know if it's a coaching issue, a frustration issue. You know, I hear there's a lot of things going on within the locker room. Obviously, you and I can't really speculate on that too much. We don't have an inside track into the Cleveland locker room. But, you know, there's a lot of disgruntling stories coming from it. And, you know, that, that might have something to do with it, a lack of wanting to play for each other, really. So the way that this team is currently constructed, are they built for a playoff run? Um... Playoff run, uh, you know, it's hard to say right now. I, I say no, not for a playoff run. I think they will certainly be in the playoffs um, unless they make some big changes when Love comes back. Um, you know, I don't, I don't see them going very deep. There's, there's some actual, actual good competition this year in the East, which I don't think they've seen in past years. Um, so I think that's going to weigh in on them, and I think they're going to. Uh, I think they might get exposed in the playoffs, but I, I do think they make it, but uh, I don't think they make a run. Do you think there's any way to fix them, like uh, maybe trade Isaiah Thomas, who I think is the biggest issue? Because, um, like you said earlier, you don't want to be there. Um, so and he, he's he's forcing issues because he's in, he's in a contract year. He wants that big money. Um, can you see them moving anyone? Um, well, before, you know, before Love got hurt, 
you know, I thought maybe potentially they would be moving him. Um, it's not a move I necessarily would have done, but I could see them doing that. Now that he's hurt, I really don't see them moving anything. I think uh, LeBron came out yesterday, maybe the day before, uh, that he is he's definitely not going to you know, waive his no trade clause. He's in it for the season for sure. Uh, so, you know, there's a lot of speculation going around that maybe they should try to trade him off, but that, that's definitely not going to happen. I think he shut that down. Um, and Thomas, you know, kind of, you know, we spoke on it. Like, he didn't really want to be, I, I felt like all season since he's been back, he, he didn't want to be in Cleveland. Um, and not just not just Cleveland as far as, like, the team or anything. I, I felt from the beginning he didn't want to be part of that team, part of that bond. Uh, I felt like he hasn't really bought into that. Uh, and with that said, you know, like you just kind of touched on it, I think he's trying to put up the numbers because it is a contract year and he wants out of there. So I don't know. But but because of that, I don't know that he really has any trade value right now. You know, um, do you want a struggling Isaiah Thomas who may or may not be over his hip injury certainly not playing like he is um you know is that something you want to risk assets on I mean I assume you're going to have to get some some return on them and I just don't think any teams are really interested in that right now okay okay um so if they were not to make any changes what do you see them uh how far do you see them getting in the playoffs <laughs> Uh, well, after that Orlando game, um, you know, watching that game, it was it was a da- disaster. I think they were up by like 21 and, and just blew it. Uh, yeah. You know, and I think that was, you know, I don't, I didn't watch all of the game, but you know, Aaron Gordon wasn't even playing. Uh, you know, that that throws a lot of red flags for me because you have a lot of up and rising young teams in the East. You know, the Sixers are playing good basketball right now. Uh, you know, we've talked about them before. Uh, Embiid's playing really good uh, for them. Simmons is playing really well. Even Sarik, you know, Sarik is, is playing really strong for them. So I could see that being a potential, you know, disaster for them. You know, that's three big guys that I don't think they match up well with. Um, and then also, uh, you know, it seems to be that Boston is now the, the, the favorite the east indiana's playing good basketball if they somehow squeak in you know i could i could see them maybe knocking them out uh it's not looking good i i I don't think they make it far at all to be honest and and that hurts my heart to say (laughs) my heart so all right let's switch gears let's switch lanes and let's talk about baseball um you're a huge atlanta Braves follower correct correct big time so so back in December, I believe, they made a couple of trades, but one that really stood out to me was the Matt Kemp trade. Uh, give me your thoughts on that one. Uh, so, so, look, uh, I was a huge fan of getting uh, Matt Kemp when we originally got him. Uh, you know, not many people outside the Braves faithful will probably remember this, but, uh, you know, he, he wrote a really inspiring message about growing up as a Braves fan. You know, it had a couple pictures attached from when he was a kid and some Braves gear. And, you know, he, he basically promised a rededication to the game to Braves fans, uh, you know, taking the game serious, taking his fitness serious. Uh, and when he first arrived in Atlanta, I, I, I truly believe that. I felt like the Braves faithful truly believe that. 
Uh, but last year, you know, he had the hamstring injury. He he struck he struggled with some fitness and some health issues. You know, never seemed to get the power back. Um, and and we were you know paying him a, a pretty penny. So that move to me was a financial decision. Um, you know, it certainly creates a weak spot in the corner outfield for us. Uh, you know, I hope uh, as a Braves fan, I hope they don't rush. Uh, Kuna up to try to fill that void. I hope they'll uh, go with the platoon of Lane Adams and you know we uh, received Preston Parker from uh, the Astros. So hopefully they'll platoon that position. Uh, I really wanted them to make a bigger play on Christian Yelich. Uh, that that fell through. Uh, he's now a Brewer. So that that kind of hurt to see. You know I, I knew we were in talks with them. Uh, I guess you know I'm not really sure what fell through there, but. Definitely a weak spot out there with Kemp gone, but I'm okay with it because, like I said, it, it frees up a lot of financial space. Uh, we'll have a lot of money to play with next free agency, and there's a, there's a couple big names that could help us. Uh, you know, Bryce Harper will be on the market possibly. You know, unless unless these guys you know come to some kind of long term extension with their current teams, we'll have Harper right. and Machado and Donaldson, and all three of those guys could potentially help us based on how uh, these prospects that we're all so hyped up about going into spring training pan out. So uh, it's going to be, I think, I think it's going to help us out. I think it's going to be good for us. Uh, still going to go through some growing pains this year. Uh, we definitely have to figure out our rotation. Uh, but for the most part, a lot of things for us to be excited about this year. And uh, I think the Kemp trade was, it was a good trade. I think it was a no-brainer. Okay, so, so I think the key for Braves fans this year is going to be patience because you're you're about a year or two away um, from getting guys you really want. But who would you rather have, Machado, Donaldson, or Harper? Um, because they all, offensively, they're all great. Um, but do you think defense is where you guys lack? Uh, so I would say if we're going, let's just, you know, if we're going defensive here, uh, you know, our outfield, um, you know, Acuna, he, he's going to be a, a true five-tool player. You know, he's, he's got an arm. He's, he's got real good range in the outfield, which he's really not even going to have to need that much at the MLB level because, you know, we have uh, NCR Tay man in center field for us. And, you know, since, since he's been with us, he's been phenomenal. Uh, he, he covers a lot of space out there. So going defensively, um, you know, I'd rather have Harper uh, just because you don't really need him to be a great defensive player to, to be good for us. Um, you know, with Machado and, and Donaldson, you're putting a lot on them defensively over there in the hot corner because every everyone we have on that side of the field is young, whether it's Dansby Swanson at shortstop, mix in Ozzy a little bit at shortstop, you know, you got... Uh, Camargo, who they're hoping can go a full season at third base, uh, mixed in with a little bit of Ruiz at third. Uh, so that's a lot of young guys over there. So you'd be putting a lot of pressure on them defensively. And I'm not saying they can't handle it. You know, they, they've got some golden gloves. But when you think of those two guys, right. you, you think power and, and at-bats and at the plate. And sometimes their defense kind of plays second fiddle, which is not fair to them because both of those guys, Donaldson and Machado, have great defense. But I just feel like it, it would be a situation that would be very stressful for them that we'd expect a lot more to where Bryce Harper would give us 
what we need as far as power, you know, we need protection in the lineup for Freddie Freeman. Uh, and there wouldn't be as much pressure on him defensively because our, our, our outfield is probably our strength in defense. So kind of kind of counter contradicts, I guess, what I'm saying. You know, I'm talking about how <laughs> potentially having weak defense in the field, not wanting to get stronger defense. But mm-hmm. uh, I, I think we're just we're also younger there too. So I think you can go through the weaker defense and and live through some growing pains in the infield uh, with Swanson and Camargo. You know whether Austin Riley makes his MLB debut sometime at the end of this year, early next year. Uh, I think we have good prospects on that side of the field, on the infield. So I think you kind of kind of roll with those guys. I don't think you bring anyone in that's going to block their. Uh, rising path and, and their production, their growth uh, to where outfield. We don't really have, you know, we got a couple prospects, but for the most part, Acuna is really going to be the only one that'll make a difference for us. So I say go get Harper. That, that's my bet. So you get Harper into a room. So what's your pitch to get him in Atlanta? Uh, I think youth. Uh, you know, youth is my first, my first pitch, obviously. Um, you know, we talked about it, uh, bringing seven of the top 100 prospects to camp this year, um, most of those being pitchers. Um, and, and really, you know, pitchers, you, you can never tell. You know, you get 10, you know, stud top 100 prospects when it comes to pitchers, and maybe only two of them will be a perennial threat in the MLB. The other three might make it you know, as a spot starter and you're never going to hear from the rest of them. So it's a big question to put so much value on youth. But, you know, I think youth is something you talk about. Hey, look, guys, we're, we're set up to make to make a run in the future. You know, we're, we're set to go deep. Um, you know, you're going to have protection at the plate with Freddie Freeman. You know, it's not going to be all on you. Uh, I think you talk tradition. You know, Hank Aaron recently inducted Chipper Jones. Uh, you know, no one really talks about Daniel Murphy too much because he's not in the Hall of Fame. But, you know, you're, you're following a great line of people, not not just players, just great people, uh, great organization. Um, and I really think also uh, familiarity. You know, he's in our division, so it's not like he's uh, going to a whole new division. Let's say the NL Central, which is where everyone thinks he's going to go. Uh and, you know, he plays those teams. You know, he plays the Cubs. He, he plays the Pirates. He plays St. Louis. So, you know, there's obviously familiarity there. But, you know, in, in division, you know those atmospheres. You know those stadiums. You know the people you're up against. Um, and, and everything I know about Bryce Harper, he, he's, a, he's a, a routine kind of guy. You know, I think his first, like, four seasons in the league, I think he still stayed at, you know, as folks house working in the off summers kind of things like that so i think that's a big pitch to him the the home home pitch i think is is what you make to a guy like that all right um so about two years ago sports illustrated put on the cover that the astros would be 2018 world champs (laughs) um 2017 world champs i mean do you want to go ahead and make a proclamation like that Ah. what year do you see the braves winning and all Oh, that's that's a tough one. Um, so I'm not gonna I'm not gonna throw any world champs out there. You know, I don't <laughs> I don't have the uh, the integrity or the financial support Sports Illustrated had to stay afloat if they would have predicted that wrong. So uh, 
you know, I'm not going to make that prediction, but, you know, I can see, I, I really can see uh, us improving on last year, uh, which was a good season for us. You know, a lot of people look at that and they're like, ah, oh, you know, they're frustrated. They're going through the growing pains. I get it. You know, we cut a lot of money to open that new stadium. Uh, but I think now we're, we're on the rise. So, you know, I could see I could see close to 80 this year. Um, I gave them 77 going into the year. I gave them 70 plus, which was very just generic last season. Uh, I'm going to give them 77 this year. I think they're going to push 80. Um, and and I'm not saying you know not saying anything bad about them, but obviously Miami is going through a complete rebuild. Um, you know they've completely tore down the roster, so. Uh, I don't see them being very competitive. Uh, the Phillies, you know, they're they're coming along. They made some moves. They got a nice pitcher over there in Aaron Nola. Uh, they got some good young stars coming up. So, you know, they're obviously going to be competitive. Uh, you know, the Mets just got Frazier. So, you know, they're, they're continuing to be a threat at the plate. You know, it's you got to pick and choose who you want. Do you want, you know, Jay Bruce to hit the home run with three people on base or do you want Cespedes to hit it with one person on base kind of thing? Uh, so you got to kind of pick your lineup there. Um, so I think we'll be competitive within the division. And because of that, I think it'll allow us to push 80. But I don't see us making any runs. You know, I say next year we're a playoff team. And... Uh, I say give us three years, and then we're we're expecting to be contenders. Three years. Okay. Next year, Kagan, I really next uh-huh. year we're competitors, I believe, and and we're we're getting back to the consistency that we were used to in the nineties. Uh, Bobby Cox era. Yeah, uh, I think we the golden years. I think we start seeing that after this season, and then you know after that, you know who knows? Hopefully, some of these good young prospects will pan out for us. Well, I'll definitely be reaching back out to you right around spring training. Um, cause we're only a couple of weeks away. We are. I'm, so. I'm actually, I'm actually trying to uh, plan a trip out there for myself. Uh, so really? hopefully, uh, hopefully, I can get out there and catch a couple games myself. And if if that happens, I'll uh, which it's most likely going to. So uh, if and when that happens, I'll, I'll get back with you and give you my touches from uh, spring training firsthand. Man, Kagan, I really do appreciate it. And thank you for supporting the pod. Uh, have a nice day, man. You too, Jay. Have a good one. Enjoy the show. All right.